0: The best plays sometimes aren't the ones that you make until later in the week. You see a line move. You get information. Uh, maybe you see some people that you enjoy fading and going the other way, putting out, put out games. You can take <laughs> the other side. There are a lot, a lot of things that come into play. So, uh, yeah, I could see myself being on the Irish by, uh, by kick Saturday. All
1: right, that's my goal, is to make sure that the Irish make your big board by Saturday <laughs> on game day. Come on, Bear, put it on the board, dude. You got Notre Dame, BYU. Why would that not make it? The fact that these are two institutions with faith-based backgrounds that are playing in Vegas is just mind-blowing to me. All right, but anyways, we will look forward to the game, and maybe Bear will find its way onto the board. Maybe you, maybe you, you know, we figure out a way to, you know, kind of finagle. And maybe adds a fourth layer to that game day line. Who knows? Why not? Let's at least try. Today is Thursday, October 6th. Thanks for being with us, man. We really appreciate it. He's Mark Kubiak. I'm Greg McElroy. We really hope that you're enjoying the show, wherever you're getting the show. It's on ESPN's YouTube channel. It's on one of the podcasts on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Hey, like, rate, subscribe. It helps us out. It helps the show out. Tell your friends about the show. We're trying to talk about and hit every possible game that we can hit in every conceivable way that we can hit it. Whether it be from a gambling angle like we'll do today with Chris the Bear Felica, who joins us every single Thursday, or breaking it down with questions, breaking it down with actual games, with actual information. We kind of bounce it around all the different ways. That's why we're here every day talking college football because we love it. So without much further ado, let's get to the Bear. Let's make you some money. Let's talk about it. Every college football season, Goodyear knows the importance of winning on the road. The road will always demand confidence, the confidence to handle whatever the journey brings and to perform under tough conditions. And just like the players and the fans of college football, Goodyear is ready. Are you ready for the road? Visit Goodyear.com to find the right Goodyear tires for whatever road you're on this season. Goodyear, more driven. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. All right, he's with us every single week. He is Chris the Bear Felica of College Game Day. We appreciate you, Bear, for joining us again. Let's find some winners. I got to be honest. I'm going to start with this. I don't love the card this week. There's a few games that I feel like are a little tricky, potentially gettable, but for the most part, man, it's kind of a hard week because I think some of the lines are spot on.
0: It it does look like a very difficult week. I mean, usually when I first see some of these numbers on on Tuesday and and Monday and kind of... Guess which way they might be headed, and, and in looking at the card this week, it certainly seems like a card that is uh, definitely, definitely tricky, and definitely one that you're going to want to tread very carefully this week for sure. I know, I know that's the, uh, the 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 mindset that I have headed into this week. You've got a lot of games on three, you've got a lot of games on seven, so th- those are typically not games that you really want to be uh, involved in.
1: No, there's no denying that. Let's start one uh, that is actually on three. (laughs) That is the game tomorrow night involving Houston and Memphis. Houston has been a mess. They've had infighting. They're on the road at Memphis, who's been pretty good. Now the line opens up at four and a half. It's now steamed all the way down to three. So Houston's getting three on the road against a team that's been solid when they've had all sorts of issues. Like How can you back... Houston in this particular case, but I know I'm not back in Memphis.
0: No, this it, is one of those games that you you want no part of. Uh, like like it, it was it last week that was an inexcusable loss for Houston. Uh, you've got a backup quarterback to begin with for Tulane Pratt couldn't play, and then the backup got hurt on the first series of the game. So then you're playing with a third string. Like that was a, an absolutely inexcusable loss for Houston. But at the same time, like I don't is, is Memphis any good? I mean, I seriously, they
1: beat, <laughs> right. I mean, they've
0: beaten nobody. You got blown out by Mississippi State. You, you've beaten nobody. And I, if I had to play the game, I probably would play Houston uh, just because maybe you think ultimately, eventually one of these end game situations will actually go their way. All
1: right. Moving along here, as we look at the Saturday card, a lot of intriguing games, uh, a lot of games that I think are going to be awesome. I just don't know if there's any games that I feel great about betting. That's for sure. Tennessee and LSU, first one on deck. That's going to be an 11 o'clock game, obviously, in Baton Rouge, a place that's difficult to play. And right now, the line is sitting as LSU as a three-point home dog. This line opened with Tennessee as a -a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Bear, I I lean LSU in this situation, but it feels like a trendy underdog type of play. However, I think LSU's been more battle-tested than Tennessee, and I still have questions about Tennessee's secondary in this game, do you have a feel one way or the other in the noon yeah, tilt there between you have, que- you, have questions
0: about, you have questions about that secondary, but is the LSU passing game going to be one to really expose those concerns? I mean, I, I mean, is, is Jaden Daniels going to be someone to really uh, get the ball downfield and really capitalize on some of those receivers that, that that they have? I I kind of agree with you. LSU would be the side I would play simply because. I think they're better than, than Tennessee is defensively. Uh, you know, this, I wish I wish Tennessee were playing, say, Vanderbilt this week, because this would be a week I would love to go against Tennessee uh, with the Alabama game on, on the schedule for next week. But uh, the game at LSU is not going to be a game where, like, they're just going to kind of walk in there, sleepwalk, and kind of, like, just try and survive. Like, LSU is a threat to them. And LSU has been a very good home underdog. Uh, recently you've got the last five times they've been a home dog. Uh, they've won five of them. So, or last five, last five games, they've won four of them, I should say. We can't talk today. So, uh, (laughs) like this is a spot that typically they're good in. You hear all the stuff about, oh, it's an early kick. It's, it's not going to be typical Baton Rouge. It'll still be wild. It's still an SEC game. Uh, it's still a big home field edge. And, And with, with Tennessee and some of the defensive shortcomings they have wouldn't surprise me at all to see LSU win this game.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I can't back Tennessee in this spot at all, especially seeing that movement. But if I had to play the game, LSU would be the lean for me. TCU on the road to Kansas, a battle of unbeatens. TCU looked amazing last week. In a spot like this, I would 100% fade TCU all day long, knowing (laughs) that they're probably riding high. They're going on the road, sleepy Kansas. But now Kansas is ranked in the top 25 and game day is going to be there. And Max Duggan doesn't seem like the type that's going to take a week off with his preparation to quarterback there at TCU. I've constantly seemed like I've faded Kansas week in and week out. I'm not going to do it this week. I'm going to back Kansas getting the seven, but man, I don't like the movement. It opened at five and a half and steam to seven. The movement makes me a little anxious bear, but I have to back the Jayhawks. Yeah,
0: It seems like it might be a little high here. I, I thought this number would be a bit lower and, uh, I was on Iowa State last week, and I think I had the right side. I think the team that outgained Kansas by however many yards it was, and really showed what was their touchdown drive—nineteen yards, whatever. Like it, it is what it is. Yeah, Matt Campbell mismanaged the end of the game. You missed three field goals. Like Kansas State did everything but win the game, and but got to give credit—the the defense short, forced those field goals, and they hung in there. But uh, they're going up against a much better offense this week uh it's probably not a game i want to get too heavily involved in uh, just because tcu is better than kansas and the potential is there for tcu to win this game uh going away but the potential is almost there for their defense to to maybe give up some big plays uh maybe they are feeling a little a little high and mighty about themselves after running through oklahoma last week so uh, Normally, I would, like like you, I would be all over TCU in this game. But there's something that just worries me a little bit uh, about Kansas showing up uh, off of a, an off effort last week. I mean, there, there are some power ratings out there that still have Kansas as, like, the eighth best team in the Big 12. Mm. So, like, the, 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 the metrics are kind of seeing what's going on. Everything that the box score and your eyes told you last week in that Iowa State game about, oh, my God, how are they winning this game? Like, the metrics see that and uh, the power ratings see that. So they, they are expecting Kansas ultimately to uh, to drop one of these games as the schedule gets
1: more difficult. Yeah, they're due, that's for sure. I mean, at some point, it's going to it's gonna slip away from them. There's no way this team's going to be 12-0. and 0. Uh, I can promise you that. But it does feel like there's a little magic in the air, and I just think the first time you host game day, uh, we saw it at App State a couple of weeks ago. They ended up winning that game in, in dramatic fashion on a Hail Mary. For whatever reason, first time game day hosts – uh, is at a specific place good things seem to happen uh let's go to texas by the way what's the record in home teams games in hosting game day
0: it, it, it was actually opposite that opposite that a couple i remember when i did that a few years ago uh, it might have been like before the washington state trip like first timers right. really hadn't fared very well and then I, and then, then i know uh they wound up winning so uh, the, 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 the the game the, i wouldn't give the the uh, the game day bump. Uh, necessarily to the uh, to the home team here.
1: Okay, fair enough. Let's go to the Red River Showdown. I have to call it that. I normally call it the Red River Shootout. Uh, I know that that's not what it's actually the, coined as the now. Red River and rivalry. Yeah, I can, will you know, not call you know, it nice that. And... That's impossible to say. <laughs> uh, so I'm calling this game on Saturday. So I will abstain. But I know there's a game that I'm sure a lot of people will have interest in. Texas currently a touchdown favorite in the neutral site environment against the Sooners. Is there anything that you've seen, Bear, that makes you want to take a side here?
0: Uh, it's hard to bet this game right now, not knowing for sure the status of Dylan Gabriel. Like, If he doesn't play, like that's a major, major problem for Oklahoma and their ability to, to score points, certainly seeing how poor they are defensively. And who knows? I mean, you'll you look at what Venables is doing defensively. It looks like they're trying to run a 3-3-5, but it certainly hasn't worked uh, the last couple of weeks. Texas gets viewers back. Like every Everything kind of points towards, like, if not now, then when for Texas in this game. I mean, it's the first time since, what, 2009 uh, they, they've been favored in this game. That's uh, the biggest they've been favored in this game since they won the title in 2005. So, like, everything points to Texas, but at the same time, I mean, there have been games – in this rivalry where everything pointed to Oklahoma, and here we were in the fourth quarter, and it was a one-possession game. So if I had to play the game going in, I would probably take Oklahoma, even not knowing the status of Gabriel, because you know after the last couple of weeks, uh, they, they certainly have to play better uh, than than they did against TCU and Kansas State. The The, the, the good thing is is I don't see Quinn Ewers as, as much of a running threat at the quarterback position, as you had with Adrian Martinez, as you had with Max Duggan, that might help the OU defense some.
1: That's a that's a fair point. Something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh speaking of quarterback decisions, you referenced Gabriel. Let's now get to Arkansas. KJ Jefferson very much up in the air at this point. Concussion protocol, Sam Pittman had said that he does have mild symptoms. If he can't go, it'll be Cade Fortin, a walk-on transfer from South Florida. So uh, they opened, good? uh, I don't know, uh, probably not <laughs> knowing how much they put on the quarterback spot. This line opened as Mississippi state is a three point dog steamed all the way to nine. That's where it currently resides because of the uncertainty surrounding the quarterback spot at Arkansas. I don't know how you can back Arkansas, not knowing the it. health of their quarterback. So, uh, as of right now, it'd be a Mississippi state play for me. And if for whatever reason, you get KJ Jefferson information, good or bad, you might adjust accordingly. But this would be a tough one to get on board for, Bear, uh, not knowing the health and certainty of the quarterback spot for the Hawks.
0: I mean, I, I think Mississippi State might be pretty good. I mean, they kind of gave that, I don't want to say gave the game away at all, but they certainly were in control of that game uh, until just seemingly went sideways. Uh, blowout AM last week. Uh, they, they've got guys on the defensive side of the ball that are good. Uh, Rogers obviously is a difference maker. Uh, I, I think with Dylan Johnson now that they, they got a guy who can run uh, when needed. I actually like Mississippi State in this game because I, I just don't know. If you're Arkansas with, with, with your in, injured quarterback, two weeks ago you had the, the gut wrenching loss against AM. Last week you come almost all the way back against Alabama, you're in the game, and then the fourth quarter goes sideways. Like three in a row like that on the road in a in a in a in a, in a tough environment against a team that you know you're going to be chasing chasing around the field on the defensive side of the ball against a secondary that's not very good to begin with. Not nine feels like a lot to lay, but but at the same time, I, I, I can't make an argument for uh, for for taking Arkansas here. Like I, I see some I, I see some eight and a halfs out there right now as well. So if you can find an eight and a half, uh, that, that would be great. But yeah, I can't make a case for where the, uh, the Razorbacks right now.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. It seems difficult. I've actually seen a couple of nine and a floating around out there too. So be careful uh, if you're going to back the Hogs, knowing the uncertainty right now. Utah at UCLA. This line opened at three and a half, steamed quickly to four. UCLA is kind of a darling team right now yeah. after their performance last week against Washington. <laughs> I, for one, think we're going to fast forward to season's end and Washington's going to have four or five losses. Uh, still like them, think they're better, but I think they have can, holes and legitimate can, can flaws. Can you, can you make it
0: four losses for Washington? <laughs> yeah, can,
1: can four, well, I think I said four, four or can, five. Can, perfect. We're right can on the you, number. Can, uh, can, can it be
0: four? <laughs> I <laughs> think four is a strong possibility
1: if you look at what they have good. remaining on the schedule. Four is perfect. UCLA, I, see, now, I like UCLA a lot. I think they're a good football team. I just don't like this matchup. I think this is a more complete team in Utah than what UCLA has probably seen at any point. I think this game could be pretty high scoring as well, knowing that Utah is going to be able to throw it around. And last week's game got a little sideways, knowing that it was obviously an injury to Chance Nolan, all this other stuff. So Utah ran away from him very quickly. So I like Utah in this game, but I don't feel real conviction in making the pick, and I hate picking a road favorite. So, Bear, uh, is there a lean that you have here Utah-UCLA?
0: I would agree over would probably be the way to go just because the issues that UCLA has. Uh, stopping the run. That was the, the issue that I had with Oregon State last week and why I like Utah so much in that game because I thought even without Keith, it was going to be a situation where they would be able to just kind of run the ball and control the game, uh, and they did. Uh, this, for whatever reason, uh, I, I don't know if it's styles make a fight or whatever, but Utah has absolutely owned uh, UCLA since Chip has been there. Uh, they've won by 20, 46, and 31. Hmm. Um it's 134-37 is the margin. So I, I think you've got UCLA as the undefeated. you got Utah in the midst of this Oregon State game, UCLA this week, and then a home game against USC next week. I think Utah is the better team. Wouldn't surprise me if, if UCLA won the game. I think over is probably the safer play because I do think Utah will be able to get a, a bunch of points, maybe on some big running plays, and at the same time uh, I, I can see UCLA – certainly scoring you can wind up with one of those 40 to 32 or whatever the heck that final was last week
1: (laughs) what about Purdue Maryland a game that's kind of sneaky under the radar I think Maryland's really good has good weapons I think Purdue has a rock solid passing game both defenses are underrated in some ways this is one of the more compelling games of the weekend to me bear the line sits at three right now it opened somewhere between 3, 3.5 and, and 4, kind of all around there, but it's hovering fairly close to that number around 3, 3.5. Uh, Maryland's at home. That does make me feel a little bit better about it, but Purdue probably a little bit more experienced when it comes to situations like this. Got Purdue's running a gauntlet, by the way. It feels like they're on the road every week in tough games. So uh, do you have a lean here, Purdue or Maryland? I'd
0: probably lean Purdue in this game. I, I think – uh, what we saw defensively from Purdue last week against uh, Tanner Morgan and Tanner Morgan a, a shorthanded Gopher offense was pretty good. They, they did not play the Minnesota defense is actually is really good, and and, and they kept uh, the Gophers in that game. But Purdue did get the money as the the big dog, which made me uh, very happy. Um, Maryland, look, they, they kind of it was an ugly win against a probably a bad team last week in Michigan State but but we, we've seen the numbers about locks against Michigan Michigan State Penn State Ohio State like he needed that win and, and this is going to be one of those games that goes a long way uh, in determining uh what, what their season win total is going to be I would lean towards Purdue because I think they have the better defense uh but it also would I mean it would not surprise me again if this turns into uh, one of all those higher scoring Purdue games of years past just because I I think I think Talia and some of those receivers they have are really good, but I kind of like Purdue uh, plus the points here.
1: Yeah, last week, the lock of the week, it felt like it was Purdue and Minnesota under 53. I mean, that thing was never in doubt. Yeah, yeah that, was,
0: be- that, that, that was one of those things like you kind of knew early in the week that that, that o- O'Connell w- was going to play, which w- w- was interesting. And then it, it was so bizarre because we, we had – uh pj fleck on our show uh, on game day last week uh and like kind of like brought up mo Mo Ibrahim, and like you just kind of didn't say anything so like like, i get coaches don't want to say you're the best offensive player on your team isn't playing but at the same time like that that, that's hard man and i like pj a lot right and i I, I, but but to kind of just like oh yeah no it's not you you just brush it off and then you come out and oh by the way he's not playing that that makes that, that makes not only us look bad it makes him look bad
1: yeah uh, i i can get with you there sorry talk.
0: sorry for the editorial rant
1: there i about to say sounds like bear had action on uh, on minnesota uh <laughs> no i had
0: Purdue oh, i had i had Purdue on the board oh, and and, 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 and praying in all my columns like it, like that, that was a, that was the thing earlier in the week like that number was was ridiculous it was like 12 and a half earlier in the week in some of those scale line contests and then uh, the day of the game it, it fell to to nine and a half when it when it pretty much came out that that O'Connell was playing. So uh, no, I look when 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 Abraham didn't play, like okay, that makes makes my bet even uh, that much better.
1: I'll say that's for sure. Let's talk about <laughs> who Maryland had uh, just last week in Michigan State, Oof. Ohio State Oof. coming to town. That Oof. thing, I, I don't know how they keep it close. I really don't. Oof. I mean, unless Peyton Thorne all of a sudden reverts back to where he was at points last year, I I think this thing gets sideways in a hurry. Happy happy
0: Michigan State season win total under week. This is it. This is This, it? this, is, lo- this is it. This is lost four. So this, 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 this will be it. This will bring it bring it under the uh, under the eight and a half and or eight whatever close. And I know I got I got I play I played an alt total uh, under eight and a half and I got under seven and a half. Like I'm yeah. This is this is a happy week for me. To, <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately I probably won't grade the bets until the uh, the, the season's official. But uh, I, don't, I don't know how you could possibly make a case for for Michigan State here. You have a, uh, an, an, I was going to say Iowa State team, you've got an Ohio State team that has an idle week next week, then they play Iowa, who's incapable of moving the ball. It was a little chippy last week against Rutgers, and uh, maybe they'll be more at full strength this year. Uh, the, the two games between these two teams uh, was since Mel has been there, 56 7 and 52 12. And the game last year, was, was, what was it, 35 nothing before the end of the first quarter? Like, I, I don't, I mean, this, I don't know how they stop the Ohio State passing game, even if Smith and Jigba can't play. So, like, I, I know, like, some people don't want to lay whatever it is 25, 26, 27 now on the road. But, but at the same time, it's not, this is going to be one of those where you get, you're going to look up and it'll probably be 28 7 in the second quarter. And you'll be like, oh, shoot, I really wish I did a, did lay the number here because this is going to be pretty easy.
1: No doubt about it. Uh, let's go to the steamiest number on the board right now. Opened at 13.5, all the way down to 9.5 in some places Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State coming off the avenge, the revenge game last week against Baylor. They get it done. They do so, I think, in glowing fashion. Just a beautiful performance. Uh, I think Texas Tech is one of those teams that you don't want to mess with. They're a dangerous team, have good quarterback play. I think Texas Tech keeps this thing close. I, I really do. Partly, I love the movement that we're seeing a little bit. I think Oklahoma State will play well and ultimately win the game. But I'd be surprised if they won and covered the number north of 10 there.
0: That's I see nine and a half now pretty much everywhere. And that's kind of been the MO for Oklahoma State uh, under under Mike Gundy. These games, they go into kind of in a toss-up type situation. uh, Like we mentioned last year, his ability to win those types of games have been great. Now you're a big favorite at home Against a team that can score points off of a big uh, off of a big upset win against uh, the team that won the conference title, beat you in the conference title game last year. Uh, this is Texas Tech or pass for me. I don't think Texas Tech is great uh, by any means, uh, but but at the same time, if you're going to give me uh, nine and a half, you could probably buy it up to ten uh, as well if you'd like. But uh, Texas Tech would be the uh, the side for me here.
1: Uh, let's what is keeping the state of Texas, Texas A and M on the road at. Bama, 24 points now is the number. Um, I'd have a difficult time laying them, personally, just knowing the Jimbo's too- probably going to pull out all the stops. Uh, I would not feel comfortable laying north of three touchdowns, especially knowing the uncertainty surrounding Bryce Young's availability. I think Milro's a great backup, explosive player. But, man, this is a big number, knowing that there's a lot of question marks around Bama's quarterback situation. So would you feel comfortable laying it?
0: I probably wouldn't, just because I don't know – how many possessions they're going to be in the game. Um, Like you mentioned Jimbo pulling out all the stops. I I, I think back to, remember, it might've been like 2018 maybe, or 19. They had a game at Clemson where they weren't going to win the game. And basically he just played keep away and was super conservative to almost just keep the score down and not make it look like an embarrassing loss, and they ultimately wind up getting uh, the, the backdoor cover. I think that's kind of what we're looking at here. Uh, you've got quarterback situations up both sides. I'd be shocked. I mean, you know Nick better than I do. Like, I'd be shocked if Bryce played. Uh, the, the goal is to get Bryce Young ready for the road game uh, in Knoxville next week. So so you, so you, could, I think you're going to see a lot more quarterback run. a uh, and I think, can stop the run. And, and and maybe prolong some of those Alabama drives, but at the same time, how's A and M going to score? Like A yeah. the, the best bet, the best bet in this game, I think, is the Texas A and M team total under, because I, I mean, at this point, it's. Would you just play kind of Regman at this point and just get him some games? That way, next year when like all these great five-star recruits that they've signed the last couple of years uh, are in the program for an additional year. You can kind of hit the ground running. We, we, I mean, you're, you're not going anywhere with Max Johnson.
1: I mean, I can understand why you'd make the make the claim, but I also think at the same time, like you run the risk of being very depleted at the position because you're going to have not one but two guys transfer out at season's end if you decide to go Wegman.
0: But if but if he's your guy, and then you know you're gonna get another five star recruit in a couple, like I don't know. I mean, I see it, I guess. But at the same time, it seems like for the for, for I mean, this year is done. I mean, this year is is whatever. I think they need to start looking towards towards next year and the, and the year after that and get weapons and some reps if he is indeed. As good as the as he's been advertised and promoted to be,
1: it's hard to push back against that. Bear anything that you absolutely love this week going in.
0: This is a this is a really a hard week. I know you're probably going to call me crazy, but I can talk myself into uh, playing Arizona plus the points against Oregon. I mean, there have been numerous instances under numerous head coaches that. Oregon has gone on the road to the desert and absolutely laid an egg against teams from the state of Arizona that either had a losing record or a bunch of losses, and and and, and they've been big favorites in all those games. I could talk myself into Arizona. Uh, I could talk myself into Florida State. Uh, I like Florida State to, this week. After, I, after I, losing to Wake Forest. Yeah. I, look, look I, I liked NC State last week in that game, and their defense is really good. But they don't have any difference makers on the outside or running back on that offense. It's a very vanilla type offense, and if they had anybody, they, that game was there for the taking last week. But right. give Clemson credit they they took they they took away all those short little screen passes and and and, and crossing routes, and, and uh, DJ did enough, and Shipley had the, uh, the the big play there, and they ultimately pulled away. But uh, even though FSU lost that game, I, I still like them. I, I like the way uh, that they battled back this year in a couple of situations. Whether it was LSU, uh, whether it was Louisville, uh, seems like three, three and a half north of a field goal, uh, especially w- w- would be uh, attractive to, to bet. You know, I like Jordan Travis. Uh, let me just check, look at a check to see what the. Uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see both three and three and a half. So obviously, go go find the three and a half if you want. If you want to get the uh, the team north of a field goal, so yeah, Florida State, Arizona, and then uh, I don't know if I can play the game or not. But I was shocked that Miami was, uh, a, and it's come down. It's come down to like favorite. three and a half now. <laughs> yeah, but they were like a five, four and a half, five, five and a half point favorite earlier in the week, and I, I couldn't believe. I'm like, how is this team? Fit? And now you look, in the, and it looks like they're going to get some guys back. Uh, again, Parrish is going to get back on offense. Uh, Corey George, I think, might be back as well. So they might be getting some more weapons back uh, on offense against a team that isn't capable of stopping a team uh, with, with, with the pulse on the offensive side of the ball. We, we saw that North Carolina defense make the Notre Dame offense look like a, uh, a finely tuned machine. So uh, dangerous game, one that I probably won't want to be a part of, but I, I, that number was a little – Surprising to me, and i I might take Illinois. I mean, I, I don't want to watch the game. They're uh, almost at
1: auto play at this point. I mean, but, but I, I mean, Iowa terrible.
0: I mean, I was laughing at the uh, the Bill Connolly expanded box scores that 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 he always tweets out, and you can find a lot of information in there. Like, I, you, you look at the other, he has like the 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 twenty plus air yard pass attempt percentage. And it was in Iowa, 0. 0.0. I mean, they don't even try and throw the ball. I mean, I don't know if they have a pass play that, that can go for 20 yards in the air. Like, I don't, I don't think the route tree goes that long. So, like, Illinois is good, man. <laughs> Defensively, they are really good. They yes. run the ball. And if you're, only, if you're only laying a field goal there against a team that's pretty much incapable of scoring – I might like, even off of the big emotional win that that, that bird had last week against uh, Wisconsin. I I'm, might I'm like back the Illini again here.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I I don't know how you don't play Illinois every week. I mean, they're good, man. Like I like that team a lot. Bear, great stuff this week, man. Really appreciate it. I can't believe you're not taking Notre Dame. I thought for sure you're going to be all over Notre Dame. Nah. You got ranked BYU on the road at, at well to, in the desert, I guess, in the Shamrock yeah, series, exactly
0: in Vegas. Yep.
1: Yeah, but Notre Dame is you know this just feels like one like BYU's ranked Notre Dame's not, but also then again America's team Notre Dame like I don't know it's a dangerous one, but I thought for sure you'd be on the Irish.
0: I but by, maybe by Saturday I will be. It's it's still early in the week.
1: I can talk you, you into talk it. Is what you're in? telling me?
0: Yeah, you could talk me into it. I got, I got a I got I got I got all day Friday and, and, and early Saturday before kick to be able to 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 figure it out. The the best plays sometimes aren't the ones. You make until later in the week, you see a line move, you get information. Uh, maybe you see some people that you enjoy fading and going the other way, put out, put out games, and you can take <laughs> the other side. There are a lot, a lot of things that come into play. So, uh, yeah, I could see myself being on the Irish by uh, by kick Saturday.
1: All right, that's my goal is to make sure that the Irish make your big board by Saturday <laughs> on game day. We'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep peppering away. Very okay. great stuff, man. Really appreciate it. Good luck this week, and and have fun playing.
0: I will. Thank you. You too.
1: All right, great day today. Really appreciate Bear joining us like he does every single Thursday. We have a lot to look forward to on tomorrow's show. We're going to do give me five top five matchups and the top five matchups that you don't want to miss. Of course, the big five is the big five. probably kind of predict which those are going to be. But you might be surprised, the five matchups that you don't want to miss. So make sure you check back tomorrow. You can do that by liking, by rating, and subscribing to the ESPN College Football channel there on ESPN YouTube. Uh, You can also subscribe to the actual podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcast. And if you do that, please throw us a rating. Five stars is preferred, but whatever you think is appropriate, we'll definitely take it. Just continue to tell your friends. Our numbers are growing and we really appreciate the support that you guys have given us. For all of us here at Always College Football, he's Mark Kubiak. I'm Greg McElroy. We hope you have a wonderful day. We'll be back tomorrow. Remember, it's Always College Football.